Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I am going to be interviewing my cousin, Griff McCrary, who is a golfer from Alabama who suffers from Tourette's. Now, recently he had an article written about him on golf.com. It, it just goes through his journey from a, a young child to now playing golf while also dealing with Tourette's. So go check that out. It's on golf.com. Then later on in the pod, Thomas is going to join me, and we are going to be listing our top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. So this is going to be a fun podcast, and I hope you enjoy. All right, so you're 18, you're 18 years old, right? Yes, sir. So you're, you're 18 I'm years old. Oh? 17. Oh, you're 17? Oh, you're not even 18 years old yet. Wow. So you're 17 years old, and you're a golfer, and you have Tourette's. So for anyone that isn't familiar with Tourette's, can you describe it and how it affects your daily routine? So, like, basically, it 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 really doesn't, like, it helps it. Well, I don't, I don't really know what to say, but, like, I would say I have motor and vocal tics. Like, so I have, I have arm thrust and I do all kinds of stuff in my arms. Sometimes I even kick my leg a little bit. And, uh, and I have vocal tics that I cuss and I do all that stuff. And I, I'll just, I'll just blurt out obscenities and all that crap. But, but it, if some days are really bad and some days are okay, the okay days, I really don't have a problem with it. But when when it's like bad, I, uh, well, let's just put this: when I when I get done with the day, I'm exhausted. Like I, right. I don't, I don't, I can't. I go straight to sleep around seven thirty, and I usually go to sleep like nine thirty. Yeah, as I understand it, normally people like people that have Tourette's, it gets better over time as they grow up, and their tics will start to fade away. Um, but you have a more severe form of Tourette's, and your tics are worse than the average person that has Tourette's and there's not a lot of people in, in the United States that have Tourette's as severe as yours and that, that's how I understand it is that right yeah well I'll put it this way the people that have the worst tics are usually the people that get it I would I would think most people that I actually talked to with Tourette's have when they're when they're uh, when they're um when I don't really know what to say what was the question? No, I was just, I was just asking. I was just saying that uh, how I understand Tourette's is that for the majority of people that have it, it usually goes away and their tics will start to go away when they get older. But for people like you that have a more severe form of Tourette's, it's, it's, it's harder to control. And there's not many people in the United States that have Tourette's at, 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 that are this severe. Or that's this severe. Is that right? That's basically it. That's very correct. All right. So, um, I don't, do you know specifically when the article uh, about you was posted? It was, was it earlier this week or about a week ago? It, well, I was at the Highland Oaks tournament last, not last Wednesday, not the 20th, May 20th. And I, uh, and my mom told me after the tournament that it had been posted, and I looked, it is on the front page of golf.com, which is a very, which is pretty big. Right. Um, so, for people who don't know yet, you have, Griff has, um, he had an article written about him that was posted in, on a website called golf.com, which is an international website. So, what's it like to have an article written about you on a website as big as golf.com is? It's, I would say that I like it and all that, but it doesn't change who I am. It doesn't make me famous. Well, in some ways it might to other people, but I, I think of it as just basically I'm trying to help other people and get the, spread the word about Tourette's, not like trying to make me famous and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, the article has gotten a lot of attention um, since it's been posted. Uh, do you welcome that attention? How do you feel? about all this new attention you're kind of, you're getting? Well, I, I think it's a, I think it's cool that I'm getting a lot of attention. I mean, I've gotten people from Russia, Italy, Texas, New York. I've gotten all kinds of, there are people, people that emailing me all the way across the world and right. want, want to know about how I live with this and how, how to fix my daily life and all that stuff. And I even had a text from a guy from Texas that was kind of weird. 
But um, he said that he wanted me to fly down there and he was going to pay for my flight to go down to Texas and actually play golf with me, or he was going to fly down to Troy and play golf with me. Oh, wow. But I don't know if, if we're going to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's cool. Um, so in the article, uh, it mentions that at a young age, you had decided to quit team sports. I mean, you switched to golf. Uh, why did you make that switch? And what about the sport of golf intrigued you at the time? Well, my dad, when I was about – how old was I, Dad, when I went to the Masters? Eleven. I was 11 years old, and I, uh, my dad took me to the Masters, and I loved everything about it. It was also the beautifulest place you'll ever be in the, in the whole United States. It's about, as, it's about as good as it gets. And But before that, I actually didn't like golf. I, my dad had taken me all these golf tournaments with him, and, all these, and he practices and all that stuff, and I actually got to play with him. To tell you the truth, when I was 11 years old, before I went to the Masters, I made my first hole-in-one. My dad had to make me get out of the cart to hit the ball, and I made a hole-in-one, then we had to go play all the nine hole, the rest of the nine holes, and I was ticked. <laughs> I didn't right. hole after I made that hole-in-one. I was scared I was going to throw everything else up. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so how is having a dad who was like an All-American in college, how has that helped you have your own success so far? Well, it's helped me a lot of ways. He actually knows all about golf, and he knows that how to practice the right way. And he he can he's known how to play with the old equipment and the new equipment. So that's really big help. And I would say that he's been a lot bigger tournaments than I have. And when I get in that stage where I'm going to really really big tournaments, he'll know how to manage me, and he'll know how to tell me how to focus in on my game and not everybody else's game. Right. Yeah. So. Um, how hard or how difficult is it when you're playing golf to kind of control your ticks? I mean, I, it's difficult, but when I get in, let's put it this way, when somebody else is hitting, I don't tick at all. I try to express as much as I can. And then when I'm walking to my ball, I kind of tick a lot more. When I sit over that golf ball, I don't tick, I don't tick at all. It's like just focused in and I'm, I'm done. I, it's like I don't even have to reach from hitting the ball. But the thing is, my coach, my Wallace State golf coach that I go to college with, he had bad. He used to have really, really bad trips, and it affected him everywhere. It affected him on the golf course. It affected him every every way. But uh, he he got to one time, point in time that a guy told me his point in time that he couldn't even hit the golf ball. He was he was standing over the golf ball three or four minutes before he even took a swing at it. Yeah. He used to he used to regret the club. He used to. He used to pop his arms and all that stuff, and he could not hit the ball. Yeah. Wow. So I want to talk about your coach. So, um, you know, you're going to college now to play golf at Wallace State. Um, I mean, how how much easier is the transition going to be now, knowing that you're having a coach who suffers from Tourette's and knows what, you, what you're going through? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a story. I'll give you a really good example. So, like, say you're going to a, a big college like Auburn or Alabama and you have severe Tourette's or Copalalia and all this stuff, and that coach does not know anything about it. Put it that way. And then, then put yourself in the shoes where you've got Tourette's and Copalalia and all that stuff. you got a coach that has everything you've been through. He's been in your shoes. He's been in everything you've done. And just put it that way. And I, I think it's a great – I think Jesus, God himself sent him to me. Yeah. And I found I found out that that it's it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, man, you have such a positive attitude about Tourette's. Um, how, how do you stay positive and not let yourself get down, even though you're dealing with something that affects you every day and makes life very difficult to go through every day? Well, I would say that. I'm positive a lot about it, but also when I get I get frustrated with it. I'm over here sitting there. I'm right now, and I'm getting kind of frustrated because I'm putting my dad off, which is not very good. But right. so I try to stay positive as much as I can. But there's some times where I just get I just get mad because right. my tics are so bad I can't control myself. I can't stop, and I cannot I can't focus. When I have bad tics in school, I can I make I make D's and F's because I can't focus. Right. So, um, 
when you on, on when you sign to go to Wallace State, uh, how did it feel? Because with Tourette's, it kind of it's hard to have a social life because people are just they're kind of rude and mean. Um, and when you have Tourette's and you're ticking all the time, it's kind of hard to have a social life. How did it make you feel when other people in your age, all all these pe- all your peers, and all these people came to celebrate you signing with Wallace State? Well, to tell you the truth, I didn't know I had that many friends. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would, I would like. I mean, there's. I had this guy named Tommy Friday come over, and his, and actually, he his truck broke down or something like that, and he had to go get service. And he had to, he actually borrowed his boss's truck to go over there just to see me sign. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love, I liked the day, and I thought it was awesome. But I, I was very surprised that we had over 50-something people show up at just one person signing day. Yeah, that doesn't really happen that often. I mean, I, I've been to people's signing days um, here in Cartersville, and it's it's not – there is rarely 50 people there. So yes. it's amazing to see uh, that people were willing to go support you on that day because that's like every athlete's dream. Like everyone wants to grow up. Everyone growing up playing sports wants to be able to sign. Um. You, you've stated that, um, and I quote, I have Tourette's, but Tourette's doesn't have me. What are you doing each and every day to make this statement true? Well, I just try my best every single day, give it all I got. And when I get at the end of the day, I want to say that that same statement and, and see how the day went. I mean, I just, at the end of the day, I want to say that I have Tourette's, but Tourette does not have me. And I want to say that I, I love myself for who I am. Right. Awesome. Um, do you feel like your story can help other people who have Tourette's just like yourself? Well, it actually already has. I know several people that had it. And as it's helped because I've gotten emails out the wazoo. Just people just loving my article and telling me how, how much it's helped their sons. And I would say that you need, if you've got Tourette's, and you're you're looking how to help people, and you want to know how to get help. I would say go to anywhere that you can go that has professional help, because I went to a girl named Jan Rao, and I went to Tampa at Rogers, and I, I loved it there. But if you, if you've got Tourette's, I would say find out what your triggers are, then what triggers your ticks, and then you can then from there you can figure out how to manage. Them. Yeah. Um. If you had any advice for someone struggling with Tourette's, uh, what would it be? Probably the same thing, really. I mean, figure out the triggers because if you if you've got triggers and it's as long as you've got if, as long as you know what the trigger is, you can manage it a lot better. If you don't know what the trigger is, then you really, I mean, it's it's gonna be a lot harder. But I would say if you go get professional help, I would say find out what your triggers are. Because you can find out what your triggers are, it's gonna make a lot of difference. Right. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, it's mentioned in the article. I got one more question. Um, and this will be it. Uh, in the article, there is mentioned that you have the talent to go wherever you like. You have the talent in golf to go to go to whatever university that you want, and that one day you could play golf professionally. Do you do you believe that you are talented enough and have the skills to make it to that level? Well, I mean, I think I have – my dad's told me several times, and I believe it. He he says I have the best hand-eye coordination that he's ever seen out of a 17, 15, 16, any, any teenager. He's, he's ever, never seen anything like it. But I think it is true. If I, if I just work my butt off at it every single day, I think I can go pro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, your story is amazing. Um, your positivity is, is, is awesome to see. Uh, and I mean this, you're an inspiration. Um, good luck on your journey. Um, just if you stay passionate about golf and keep working your tail off, I mean, you'll be able to make it. But yeah, this is a great interview. Uh, thank y'all for, or thank you for being willing to do this. This is a great interview. I And now I am with Thomas, and we're going to be ranking the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now, our personal top 10. Uh, how are you doing yours? Because, I mean, I don't know how you're ranking your, or how you're doing your rankings. Like, are you right. making, are you basing it 
just off last season? Like, are you basing it just off talent? Like, how are you do? How are you doing it? Uh, I'm doing it both. I'm I'm doing a combination of different things. Uh, I'm basing it off of you know obviously talent is going to be a factor. Right. Um, I'm also basing it off like production from the last you know two to three years, not like production over your whole career, because I don't feel like it's fair to put somebody you know right high on the list just because they produced or they had a really good year in like 2011 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then also like wins and like awards. So like MVPs play a, a big part of this also like Super Bowls. So that's, that's how I'm doing my list. Okay. Yeah. My, I'm basically, basically doing it, doing the same thing, right. the same way. Uh, I'm, I put a huge emphasis on the playoffs. I mean, you'll, you'll see that in my list. It'll be why some players are lower and some players are higher. But I'm also basing it off talent, production over the last, I'll say two years. Uh, but I do, I put, uh, what you did last year means the most to me. That ha- that I, that matters more than what you did two years ago. Right. I, it's really, really heavily based off of last season. I do take into account what you did two years ago. So there's like a few players that had a, a or there's one player specifically that had a rough season last year. Um, but they have had success prior to last year, so that's why they're making an appearance on my list. Got you. But yeah, uh, starting, we're going to start off from 10 and get down to 1. You can start off. All right, cool. Uh, So my number 10 quarterback is Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Last season, he threw for almost 4,500 passing yards, um, had 26 touchdowns, but did have 14 interceptions. Last year was kind of a a down year for him. but he's had a lot of success over the past three years. Obviously, won MVP in 2016. Uh, they made it to the Super Bowl that year. He's got four Pro Bowls under his belt. They're not all recent, but he's also uh, he's got a a pretty good record for a starting quarterback. He's 109 and 80, uh, which is not like terrible, but it's not it's not great, but it's solid. Right. Yeah. Um, but Matt Ryan is would be higher, but he's definitely digressed in his abilities over the past few years. Like, I don't feel like he's got the arm that he did. I mean, the production is still there, but, like like I said, last season was an off year for him. Right. So that's one of the main reasons he's at 10 and not higher on the list. Yeah. Uh, I have Matt Ryan at 10 also, and the reason he's at 10 is because he's so talented. Like, the accuracy is there. He, he's got really good pocket presence. His mobility within the pocket's good. Um, but last year he had a rough year. He threw for 26 touchdowns, 14 picks. He was turnover prone a little bit. Uh, but he's had a lot of success with like not great situations around him. Like he 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 plays very very well even when his offensive line is poor, even when he has no run game, even when the defense is just not up to par. And he he thrives in those situations. That's why it makes an appearance on the list. Now right now. Age is kind of kicking his butt. His arm strength is not there. Right. And there's other players on this list, other quarterbacks that are aging and that are hitting like around 40 years old. The arm strength is still there. It's digressed a lot. Like his arm strength is fading quickly. Yeah. Um. And but he's still a very talented quarterback. And like you said, he was an MVP in 2016. He was an MV. He had an MVP caliber season in 2018. Right. I still I think that matters. Um, he's a clutch quarterback, good playoff performer, and just the last couple of years, he's had a bad. He's been in, in a really, really bad situation. Right. Not built for like the team is just not built for success. And he still thrived on in those conditions. That's why he's at ten for me. Um, but yeah, he's starting to digress a little bit. The production last year was a little bit rough. I mean, it was kind of poor. I mean, it was a, it was a down season for him. But yeah, he's still extremely talented. And that's why it makes an appearance on my list. Yeah. All right, so my number nine is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, last year was the first year that he's played – started 16 games since his rookie year. Uh, so in 2017 and 2018, he was injured at the end of – was it 2017? The end of 2017 yeah. Well, no, 2017 was his MVP year. Was the yeah, yeah. year so that he, got, he, he got should have won MVP, and he he, he could have won MVP had he not right. got injured. I, I mean, I, I think Todd Gurley should have won MVP. But yeah, that was the year he got hurt. And, and then 2018, he I think he only played nine games. 
yeah. or maybe a, maybe he's 11 or something like that. Uh, but he has really struggled with the injury bug. Uh, last year, though, played all 16 games, did get hurt in their first playoff game and only playoff game against the Seahawks, I believe. Um, but last year, threw for a little over 4,000 yards, had 27 passing touchdowns to seven interceptions. Um, he's He does – I'm going to give him partial credit for Super Bowl 52 because he was so fantastic – uh, in the regular season, and he really helped them get to a place where they could have like a first round bye and get ready to prepare for having Nick Foles as their starter. Right. I mean, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, but I'm gonna give Carson Wentz partial credit. So he has a half Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> um, he's a one time Pro Bowler and a one time Second Team All Pro. He's super talented. I think if he didn't have the injury bug, he'd be closer to the top five, especially right. if he had gotten that MVP in 2017. Like, if he had been able to finish the season, I think he would have won MVP pretty easily. Um, he had more touchdowns and less picks than Tom Brady did, even with being out for, like, the last four games of the season. Yeah, and Tom Brady won MVP that year. Yeah, that was so stupid. Yeah, it I'm was. still so mad. Like Tom Brady should not have won it over Todd Gurley. Right. Much less Carson Wentz. Right. And that was Tom Brady probably should have came in like third in MVP. And Tom Brady was terrible the last like the last he couple of games of the season. He was awful, and Todd Gurley was amazing. Yeah. That's, that MVP voting still makes me mad. Uh, but yeah, Carson Wentz totally agree with him being a top ten quarterback. Uh, but number nine for me. You're going to be surprised, I think. It's Kirk Cousins from the wow, Vikings. Okay. Yeah, I thought about putting him top 10, but he's kind of like a fringe player for me. Yeah, he, um, he's he been super consistent with the Vikings the last couple of years. The production is there. And last year, he was really, really good. Um, he's very talented. He's more mobile within the pocket than you think. He can make play, make plays on the run. Not obviously not as good as other quarterbacks can, like Russell Wilson, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Right. Uh, but he's a very very talented passer. He's an amazing. He's amazing in play action. Like I think he had. He. Well, I, I don't know what his completion percentage was in play action this year. Um, I think it was hovering around eighty percent. It was wow. insane. Yeah. Um, he's a great play-action passer. Um, and the reason why he makes the list is he went toe-to-toe with Drew Brees in the playoffs and outplayed him. He was amazing in, in the um, – was it a wild-card round? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was yeah. wild-card. In the wild-card round, he, he went to New Orleans, outplayed Drew Brees, and got the victory. That was a huge moment, a huge moment for his career. I thought he was really, really good last season. I think he's very underrated. Now, I can, I can see an argument for him not being on the list because, yes, when the lights are the brightest, he has a tendency not to show up. But he was so good last year. He's been very consistent with the Vikings the last couple of years. And I think him finally having that moment where he, where he showed up um, and, he, and he played like an elite quarterback in the playoffs on that stage, I, he, he's the number nine quarterback in the league to me. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a fringe guy for me. I, right. I, I get – why you have him top ten? But like you said, he he does have a tendency to not show up when the lights are the brightest. You know, in prime time situations or yeah. big games, he just doesn't doesn't really show up. And he has been really consistent with the Vikings, and he was good with the Redskins as well. Right. Um, but I don't know. The talent is not as good as some other guys that I have on my list, and the production is good from Cousins. But you know, is he? Be- do you think he's up. better than Matt Ryan? Talent wise. Right now, probably. Yeah, I would take. I I I would agree. Yeah, I'd say so. And that's right. part of the reason why he's number nine and not ten. Yeah, right now, probably better than Matt Ryan. But Matt Ryan, production-wise, has been really good when you take into consideration like his past three years. Right. I know he hasn't won in the yeah. past two years, but I don't necessarily pin that all on him. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Coaching and and injuries. for me, for me, my list is heavily based off of last season. Yeah. Although I do take. The prior years into consideration is why Matt Ryan's on my list. I mean, with the way I I did this ranking, Kirk Cousins was I couldn't I couldn't have Kirk Cousins uh, not on the list and have Matt Ryan on the list. Right. Uh, so my number eight is Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, last year threw for four thousand and two yards. I had twenty six passing touchdowns and four interceptions. The four interceptions is really good. Um, 
But he just didn't look the same last year. I know it was a new offense, and they were more relying on the run and play-action game. Sometimes he just didn't seem comfortable in the new offense, and there were a lot of throws that were just off for him. Like, the accuracy seemed to drop off a little bit from years prior. Um, over the past three years, he has struggled. Like, last year, they went 13-3. and They won. They uh, got a first round by they did lose in the divisional by I mean they got slaughtered in the divisional by yeah. by the 49ers no, that was actually the uh, conference championship that's right because they played the Seahawks yeah. in the divisional sorry in the conference championship they uh, they got slaughtered by the uh, 49ers but they haven't been good the past prior two years like he started all 16 games in 2018 and they went seven and nine or six nine and one maybe I don't remember I, and then the year before that, he had broken his collarbone, but then when he came back, he wasn't good. Right. Um, so he's kind of struggled over the past three years, but he's just – I mean, it just seems like he's he's grandfathered in to be a good quarterback. And he's still, like, super talented. The, right. The, the talent level is still there, and it's – he has more talent than some of the guys that I have above him, but the production and the winnings over the past three years don't really uh, – don't don't really match with the guys in front that I have in front of him. Right, yeah. So that's why I have him at eight. Okay. My number eight is your number nine and that's Carson Wentz. Okay. And yeah, I, I think Carson Wentz is super talented. Like I think he's talented enough to be in my top five to be in the top five. I don't really knew. Uh the reason he's so low is because he is injury prone. And like you mentioned this already. Like he is super injury prone. He got injured at the end of what could have been his MVP season in 2017. He got hurt last year, um, and he couldn't play in the playoffs. So Josh McCown had to step in and play in the playoff game. Uh, but the, a huge reason why Carson Wentz is at 8 for me, or why he's in the top 10, in my opinion, is the way he carried the Eagles last year. When all his receivers got injured and they caught the injury bug, his receivers were Greg Ward and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Now, no disrespect to those guys, because they did play well. But that is not a good receiving core. That's just not. Now, although he had Zach Ertz, who was one of the better tight ends in the league. Right. But when your top two receivers are Greg Ward, who was a quarterback in college, this is the first time he's ever played a receiver, and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, another young guy, that's not a strong receiving core. And not one, not a receiving core you can trust when you're competing with the Cowboys for the division. Right. And he went with those guys, with that offense. He he went and beat the Cowboys to clinch the division, and he outplayed that. And, I, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment in my opinion. And, yeah, he was an MVP caliber player in 2017. He could have won MVP that year. And that just shows that he's a top-five talent in the league. Uh, but what he was able to do with very little talent around him at the end of last season is why he's a top-ten quarterback to me. So my number seven is Dak Prescott of the Cowboys. Uh, had a fantastic year production-wise in 2019. Uh, had 4,902 passing yards, almost 5,000 yards, uh, 30 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Um, he's been really good production-wise over his entire career. Uh, obviously, his rookie year, one offensive rookie of the year, was just kind of came out of nowhere replacing – uh, replacing Tony Romo. Nobody really had heard of him unless you were like a avid college football fan. You didn't really know who Dak Prescott was. Right. I think he was a fourth round draft pick. They just kind of brought him in to back up Tony Romo and then maybe, you know, take his place. But then Romo got injured. Dak came in and just lit it up. And so obviously he's been the starter ever since. The production has been really, really good for Dak over his entire career so far. Um, that's the main reason that he is. At seven, he probably would be lower because he does have a tendency to not play super well in big, bigger games or against better opponents. Um, it seems like last year they had like a fairly weak schedule, and then when they did play good teams, Dak struggled. Right. Um, but he's been very good production-wise. I mean, part of that does have to do with having a lot of pieces around him. Like he's got a great offensive line, a great running back. He's got really good receivers. Um, but that's why he's at seven because of the production over these past years. I know he hasn't really won, like when it comes to the playoffs especially. Mm -hmm. uh, he hasn't really won anything. And, and last year didn't make the playoffs. Uh, I think – does he have – I think he only has one playoff win on his career. Maybe, I actually, Maybe two. I think he has two. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm don't, pretty sure they beat Seattle that one year. 
because uh, you remember Alan Hearns, like, his yeah, leg, broke his like, ankle. split in half. Or yeah, he broke his, his ankle. ankle. That's what it was. Yeah, that was nasty. I think he has two playoff wins. Yeah, maybe he so. He definitely has one. I know yeah, that. Yeah, I know he has one, but I think he, but might, he might have two. But he might have two. Yeah. Uh, he is 40 and 24 as a starter, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, But obviously he has a lot of talent around him, and he's in a weaker division. Like No, in Suggs. Yeah, like I mean, the Eagles were good. Were good. They're still good. They're still good if they can stay healthy. But, like, the Redskins are not good, and the Giants haven't been good right. in, like, five years. Yeah. So, that's why he's at seven. He could be lower, and he could be higher if I was really just basing this off of purely, like, stats and production. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was going to make it. He was going to make it on my list if he – if I just based this off pure, pure – just purely production, he was going to make my list. Now, the first top ten – uh, that I like the first time I made this list, I just looked at stats, the production for the last couple of years, and Dak was at ten. Then I watched the guys. I went and I I watched some games from a few guys, um, and no, Dak was not going to make my list. And here's the reason why: you can there is no reason why the Cowboys should not have been in the playoffs last year. You you Dak struggled struggled against actually good opponents. And you had one game. All you got to do is beat the Eagles, whose top receivers are Greg Ward and J.J. Orsega-Whiteside. You have a talented offensive line. You have one of the most talented receivers in, in the league in Amari Cooper. He's super talented. You also have Michael Gallup. You have Ezekiel Elliott. You have a ton of weapons around you. Yes, the defense was underwhelming last year. You have to win that game. I, I mean, I, and look, Carson Wentz is great. I don't care. You have to beat that team. You got to step up. When the lights are the brightest, and when your team needs a victory to make the playoffs, and you're facing a team who should not beat you, who you're more talented than, and you don't show up, that's a huge issue for me. And that has the production, but I don't care if you can't perform in the playoffs. I don't care if you can't perform in big games. That's an issue that I and a lot of people have with Kirk Cousins, and he showed up in the playoffs. Dak has yet to really do that. Um... And, I mean, that, that's the big reason why. Like, him not winning that game against the Eagles in, in the last week of the season last year was a huge issue to me. Or I don't know if it was the last week of the season. It may have been, like, week 16 or week 15. I think so. Um, I don't think it was the last week of the season. But if you win that game, your chances of winning the division skyrocket. Well, and, they would have won the division if they yeah, won the last uh, game. Yeah. Because they had already was it was it a, a division clinching game? I can't remember if it was. I think it was because they had hadn't they already beaten the Eagles earlier, or did the Eagles sweep them? I think the Eagles swept them. Okay, maybe so. Yeah, I can't. I really can't remember. I think the Eagles swept them. Because I remember it was either like if one team, I can't remember which team it was. I was thinking it was the Eagles. Like if the Eagles beat the Cowboys. They, they, they clinched the division, and the Cowboys would have to win the next week, right? Something like that. Maybe. I don't I don't really remember. Yeah, it was complicated. But, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was complicated. Yeah. So, who's your number seven, then? But, yeah. Um, I just, like, the Dak Prescott conversation is interesting because he is pretty talented. When you watch him play, the talent is there. Um, now, there's a lot of guys more talented than him on my list, but like, when you're not showing up in big games, it's an issue for me. Um, and that's why I didn't make the list. Um, he he was a French guy to me. Like the highest he was gonna be on my list was ten, um, but yeah. And sorry, Dak Prescott, I didn't I mean, didn't mean to just crap on you there, but you know, show up. Uh, number seven for me is Tom Brady uh, for the Patriots. Buccaneers, in, huh? Buccaneers. Yeah, Buccaneers now, but yeah, he played for the Patriots yeah. last last season. Correct. Um, the last the last few years he has not had a great situation around them. Right. Um, last year, the first couple weeks, Tom Brady was one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the entire league when he had Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown. He had nice weapons around him. Um, they did have an easy schedule, but when he had weapons around him, he was awesome. Right. When those guys got, when Josh Gordon got cut, and, and well, they both got cut, when the, both those guys left the team, he struggled a bit because his the weapons he had were Awful. Like, Philip Dorsett was terrible. Nikhil Harry was out most of the season. Didn't even play a lot his rookie the year. The only consistency he had was Julian Edelman. Yeah, Julian Edelman. And he's, and he's just like a slot receiver. I mean, he's, he's, good. he's good. He's a good slot receiver, but he's a slot receiver. Like, there's not much he can do. But, I mean, 
like slot receivers are obviously valuable. It's not like it's not like yeah, he yeah. didn't he doesn't mean anything, but you also have to have pieces around. You can't just have like a good slot receiver. When your best receiver is not like a number one guy you can put on the outside and say, Hey, meet your man, we're gonna run a go route. It's kind of tough, right? Um, or if you're if you're just not a dominant receiver, like now Michael Thomas, who's a slot receiver, but he's extremely dominant. You can play him on the outside. You can do multiple things with him. Can't do that with Julian Edelman, and but I still think the talent is there with Tom Brady. He is so smart in the pocket. His pocket presence is amazing. He's still one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. His football IQ through the roof. He's very accurate. The arm strength arm strength is still there. Even though he's aging, yeah. he's how old is he now? Forty one, forty two. The arm strength is still there; it hasn't faded yet. And for the, just the talent he has, still is the reason why he's at seven. Now he hasn't done much in the, like the last. Twenty eighteen was a rough year for him in the playoffs. Was it great? And twenty seventeen, he was amazing in the playoffs. Yeah. And then when, and they finished runner up in the Super Bowl. Right. He was awesome in and that, that playoff. And that was like a run. high scoring game. Yeah. And then twenty eighteen he wasn't that good in the playoffs and they still ended up winning the Super Bowl somehow. Right. I yeah. mean that defense was really good. Yeah, and last year the product the advanced metrics for Tom Brady aren't pretty. But I say I think it's because the teammates he had around them were not very good. Like like, who was his best weapon? Like, Edelman. Yeah, Edelman. He had no—the uh, run game, he had no really good run game. Like, Sonny Michelle is— Sonny Michelle was he's really been good pretty his rookie year, but, like, last year— Last year, he was not he very good. And, I mean, and like I said, when he had talent around him, when he had Josh Gordon and a- Antonio Brown, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. And because of the talent, I still think he's one of the top quarterbacks in, in the NFL. And I think he's going to be great next year because he's going to oh, yeah. have he so many going, weapons around He's going to be a top five quarterback next year. Possibly top three. Like He, he can win the MVP award. That's how much talent's around him. That'd he's in so such crazy. a good situation. Four, four MVPs for Tom. That'd yeah. Like, if we, like, next year if we do this, he'll be top five, I think. Like, I expect him to be top five. That's how good I think he'll be this season. Yeah. And that's how talented I think he is. He's, he's 42, but he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league to me. That's insane. Well, Tom is my number six on my list. Uh, last year, obviously not a great season. Had a little bit over 4,000 passing yards. Had 24 passing touchdowns to eight picks. Right at 60% completion percentage. So, completion percentage wasn't great. But, like you said, didn't have weapons around him. But, I mean, he's been winning. Like, they right. they still are winning. I know a lot of it is because of his defense. But, like, in 2017, he was fantastic. 2018, he wasn't great. But they still won and won the Super Bowl. And last year, obviously, they were out in the divisional round. Yeah. Was it wild card? Actually, it was the, it was uh, the wild, wild, card. Well, the wild right. card. It was a wild card against the Titans. Um, but I just want to read his career accolades because it's it's okay. it's a lot. Yes, I was I was just looking at it and I was like, "Good grief, this dude really is the goat!" Like it's unquestioned. All right, six-time Super Bowl champion—that in itself is insane. He won Super Bowl thirty-six, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty-nine, fifty-one, and fifty-three. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he just won a bunch of Super Bowls close together. Like over his twenty-year career, he's won them throughout and been to more than I can't remember how many he's been to. Nine. Nine, I think. Yeah, yeah he's lost because twice. Lost two to, to the, the Giants. Giants and once to the Eagles. Okay, so he's been to nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and he's a four-time Super Bowl MVP, fourteen-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, 2007, 2010, and 2017 MVP, 2007 and 2010 Offensive Player of the Year, and the 2009 Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah. And not to mention all the All-Decade and Top 100 teams that he's made. So. I know that's not necessarily a reason to put him high on your list, but he's had a fantastic career, and I thought it was just worth bringing up. Yeah, right. And his record, his career record is insane as well. Yeah. 219 wins to 64 losses. Well, do you know what that, winner, what that winning percentage is? I don't. It's You said 219? Yeah, 219 to 64. All right. Let's uh, calculate it up. Yeah. You go calculate it. I'm dumb, so I will let you calculate it. But, yeah, okay. So, you had Tom Brady at, at six, Aaron Rodgers at seven. Why did you have Tom Brady ahead of Aaron Rodgers? Um, Because Tom Brady, I think, like, right now, I mean, obviously the winning is really important. So, Tom has recently won an MVP, really recently. I know maybe it wasn't deserved. Right. But um, 
they've won a Super Bowl. He's won. He's been to two Super Bowls very recently. Yeah. Um, and Rodgers, just over the past three years, they haven't been winning except for last year. Uh, and even last year, they just had a really weak schedule and, and were in a weak division. Yeah. So they were easily they like they weren't they're not as good as their record shows they were 13 and 3 last year but they're not that they weren't that good last year yeah yeah i i agree and rogers is just rogers has been falling off i wouldn't say drastically but it's been very noticeable like the the ball placement's just not the same right and tom i haven't seen like a ridiculous fall off from him right over the past few years yeah um for me, Aaron Rodgers is my number six. Um, he's still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. His arm strength is there. His ability to make throws off platform is insane when you watch him. It's it's crazy what this guy can do. Um, and he had a good year last year. The advanced metrics for him were pretty impressive, and they were much better than Tom Brady's. Um, I, I think he's more talented than Tom now, which is why I put him at six. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is really good. And the last two last year, he led the Packers to a thirteen and three record. I totally agree. It's like they were not a free a thirteen and three team. Like they were not that good. Um, and they did have a weak division, um, and they made it to the conference championship because they had a bye week and they beat and they the had, Seahawks. They had tough games too. Like they had they had games where they struggled against the Redskins and against the uh, Giants yeah. last year, which is not acceptable if you're supposed to be this 13 and 3 team that's fantastic and you're, you know, the second seed in the NFC. Why are you struggling against the Giants and the Redskins? Right. Yeah, and but in Rogers advanced metrics last year, you got if you can take a look take a look at those on I think it's uh, the site I was looking at is like football or it's like playerprofile.com. Okay. Where you can look up advanced stats for quarterbacks and they were impressive. I mean, it's why I have him at six. But, yeah, he has declined a little bit. I mean, the last couple of years, the Packers have not been winning. That's why I have him at six. Um, that's why I have Rodgers and Brady at where they are on my list because the last couple of years, I mean, they have declined a little bit, um, and they're not winning as much. Tom Brady has, but it has like, in 2018, it was not because of him. Right. It was because of the defense. I mean, last year, he had a, a, a rough year. But for them, it's the talent that keeps them in the top ten. They're... Like, Rodgers is extremely talented. He can make throws on the run. He's an excellent playmaker. He's extremely accurate. Um, and his talent is why he's at six for me. Uh, I can see an argument for him being lower. Um, but when you just watch him play, the throws he makes off-platform, and he can make throws that other quarterbacks can't. It's yeah. really impressive. Uh, so I calculated up. Tom Brady's 77%. Percentage. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Wild. It's crazy. All right. So getting into the top five. I think our top five are probably going to be the same guys. I don't know I think if it's going to be the same order. I think it's the same order. Probably. All right. Well, my number five is Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, had an MVP season last year, but that was really, I mean, last year was his first season as a full starter, and the year before he was not good. Right. So that's why he's at number five. He would be higher, but I've only seen one year of production. And he has two really bad playoff losses. Yeah. So that's why he's at five. I, I'm not hating on Lamar. I think Lamar's really, really talented. But I haven't seen enough in the playoffs from him, and he's only had one year as a full-time starter. But last year was a really good year for him. 3,127 passing yards for him. 36 touchdown, passing touchdowns led the league in passing touchdowns to only six interceptions. 66% completion percentage. And then on top of that, 1,200 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns at quarterback. Yeah. That's pretty insane. He's got a career record of 19-3, and three, which is a really good start so far. Um, and he made the Pro Bowl, was the quarterback of the first-team All-Pro. Um, and he was the 2019 MVP last year. So he had a great season, and he's improved. Dra- he improved drastically from 2018 to 2019, especially as a passer. I don't know if he improved so much as a as a runner because he's just a really naturally gifted runner. Um, but as a passer, he took strides and just became almost like elite as a passer last year. Yeah, uh, he still has some stuff to work on, obviously. Um, but if he can continue to get better and if he can get some wins in the playoffs, he'll definitely be much higher on my list. Yeah, yeah. Number five for me is Lamar Jackson as well. He's so talented. And, yeah, he has improved so much as a passer. His rookie year, he could not throw the ball, like, at all. And it's a huge reason why 
the Ravens fell apart in the playoffs against the Chargers. He was bad in that game. But this year, he took he took a huge leap as a passer. He improved a lot. I mean, he's, he's an extremely talented passer now. Um, and that combined with his rushing ability, it's insane. Like, he's so elusive in the open field, and he makes a grown man look silly. It, it, he is so talented. He's talented enough to be top three. Uh, but the playoff performances have not been pretty for him. And I know he threw for a ton of yards against the Titans last year in the playoffs, but he was not good in that game. He turned the ball over multiple times. And he threw two picks. He had another fumble that he didn't lose, but he had a fumble. Um, he was missing throws. He had Marquise Brown wide open on a post route, which would have been a, t- a touchdown. He missed them. He, he just didn't see him. He didn't throw him the ball. Um, and then he just he was inaccurate. The ball placement wasn't there in that game, and he was a huge reason why the Ravens lost. Right. Now his his teammates didn't play great, but he also was at fault for that playoff loss. And for me to put him top three, he's got to come through in the playoffs. Um, if he does that this year, if he has a nice playoff run this year, I will put him top three, maybe yeah. even like two, because I think he's that talented. And yeah, he he won MVP last year. He was uh, first-team All-Pro, and he had such a fantastic year, and that's why he's at five for me. I think he's so talented. I love Lamar Jackson. Watching him play, it's insane what this guy does. But the playoff losses have not been pretty for him, and I just need to see him perform on that stage. Yeah. Uh, so number four for me is Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. Uh, I hate saying of the Houston Texans because I think if he was on any other team – he would be so much better and potentially even have a Super Bowl. Yeah. Because I think the Texans are holding him back a lot right now. He doesn't have a good receiver anymore. I mean, like, Brandon Cooks is good, but Brandon, like like you said before, Brandon Cooks is, like, one hit away from yeah. being – Yeah, he's literally one hit away from being a vegetable. Yeah. This dude is about – like, he's, he's going to be brain so dead. Concussions. Yeah. yeah. A one more concussion and he's going to be brain dead. Basically. Like. Uh, and, I mean, they haven't really had anything around him besides – DeAndre Hopkins his whole career. He's yeah. had a terrible offensive line his entire career. He's I think his rookie year or no, not his rookie year, the next year cuz he didn't play he got hurt his rookie year. Uh but the next year he was the most sacked quarterback in the league, I believe. Yeah. Uh and then last year he was sacked a lot as well. Uh it was I think it was less last year just because they added um what's his name, the tackle that they got from Miami, Laramie uh, Tunzel. Yeah, Laramie Tunzel. Uh, they got Laramie Tunzel and so that did help uh, but Deshaun statistically wasn't fantastic. He had 3,852 passing yards, 26 passing touchdowns, 12 interceptions. The interceptions were a little high. Uh, did have a good completion percentage at 67%, uh, and then 413 rushing yards with seven touchdowns on top of that. So that's it's solid. Um, but I think he could have done a lot better on a different team. A lot of times he was having to run for his life because pressure was getting there immediately because of how terrible that offensive line is. Uh, and then they didn't perform – very well in the playoffs against the Chiefs. They did have a comeback victory against the Bills, which the Bills definitely should have won that game. Yeah. Um, but they did have a comeback victory. Deshaun is really good at navigating the pocket and evading sacks, um, but he does have a problem where he holds onto the ball way too long and just tries to make a play instead of throwing it away. Um, so that's something he needs to work on. But I think he, he could be higher, but the talent – is really what's keeping him at four. Like, he's very talented. He could be lower. He could be higher. If he was on a different team with more talent around him, I think the production would be better than it is, and so he would be higher. But he could be lower than this, but based on the talent alone, he's at four for me. Yeah. I think the only reason that Deshaun Watson is at four for me is because he's only had one good year. That's really the only reason why he's at four. He could be higher. He's probably... I don't want to say he's more talented than, but um, he can carry a team unlike many players in, in the National Football League. And that's a huge reason why it's at four for me. Um, last year, he was incredible. He was an MVP candidate. He had a great year, and he has not had a whole lot of, around him. Uh, Hopkins is a great receiver. I'll give you that. But his offensive line has been terrible. He I mean, hasn't had much of a run game. And B- B- Bill O'Brien is... An awful just coach. He's a terrible and coach. GM. And GM. He's a awful. He's just. 
He's one of the worst GMs in the league. When he's the the decisions he's made this offseason have been pitiful, and I just don't understand what he's doing. Now Deshaun Watson is on a much worse offense. They traded Hopkins for a second round pick, and uh, David Johnson, which was an awful who's trade. He's on a terrible contract. Then they yeah who's yeah he's on a terrible contract. Then they traded their second round pick, which they could have used on Denzel Mims, who was a top five receiver in the class to me. They traded that second round pick. For Brandon Cooks, who's talented, the production's been good, but he's on a bad contract, too. And he's, like, a few concussions away from retirement. Like, if he gets another concussion, he might be quitting the game of football. So, what are you doing? But, yeah, Deshaun Watson has been successful with all that happening around him. He's so good at making plays outside of the pocket. Just making plays happen when there isn't a play to be made. He makes things happen out of nothing. Um, and that's that's a huge reason why he's at four for me. He's so talented, um, and he was absolutely incredible in the playoffs against the Bills. Even against the Chiefs, he was good. Their defense just fell apart. But he was amazing in the divisional. Or no, it was the wild card round against the Bills. Uh, they fell behind thirteen nothing at halftime. He came out in the second half, and he was rolling. He he brought the Texans back to life. He forced overtime. And then, of course, we all know how that game ended. He made that crazy play where he evaded the sack. He hit, I think, Carlos Hyde. Or, or was it the other running back? Duke I think Johnson? it was Carlos Hyde. I think it was Carlos Hyde who took it down, I think, inside like the 10-yard line. They ended up winning that game. That was a huge play, and he just willed the Texans to a playoff win when they should not have won that game. The right. Bills were clicking on all cylinders. Their offense was playing very well. The Texans just could not do anything offensively. He resurrected that offense in the second half, and that playoff performance, along with the talent, is why he's at four for me. I think he is one of he's one of the few quarterbacks in the entire league where you can replace him with just absolute crap, and he will thrive. And there's only a few quarterbacks that can do that. And one of them being like Russell Wilson. I think Patrick Mahomes can. I won't say that that he. I I want to. I don't want to say that yet because we haven't seen him. Right. With he's had like, weapons around. Like he's his he's whole had career. he's had better teams than Wilson and and Deshaun Watson have. So I don't want to say that just yet. I believe he could, but there's nothing that he's done so far to say that he can. Um. But yeah, Deshaun Watson. He can, he can make plays, and he just thrives when there's nothing around him, when he doesn't have a good support system. And he was a great playoff performer last year. Even against the Chiefs, when they blew that huge lead, he was still good in that game. I just think he's very, very talented. He's a good playoff performer. Even though he, he hasn't had consistent production so far, he's, I mean, he's young, um, and the, just his performance last year was just really, really good. He had such a great year. Yeah. Uh, my number three, and probably your number three as well, is Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, last year, the stats were a little underwhelming, but that's because uh, he was out for five weeks last year with an injury. Uh, I think it was a hand, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Donald broke his hand with his with his head. Yeah, tough scene. Uh, but still had a really good year for like being out five weeks last year. He had a little bit under 3,000 passing yards. He had 2,979. Uh, then had 27 passing touchdowns. That's crazy for being out five weeks he probably would have led the league in touchdowns if he had played the whole season uh and then only had four interceptions and the completion percentage was insane 74 percent yeah uh, completion percentage uh he could be lower just on my list he could be lower just because of his playoff performances in the past few years um but he's just the production has been insane yeah. over his whole career like he's got what is it, four or five 5,000-yard seasons over his career? Uh, like, by far the most by any player, by any quarterback in history uh, of 5,000-yard seasons. Um, he has a Super Bowl under his belt. He has a Super Bowl MVP. He's got 13 Pro Bowls. He's, I mean, he's been really good. And he, hold, he holds the NFL records for passing yards and passing touchdowns and completions. So he has all these things under his belt. But, like, recently in the playoffs – they just have not performed well at all. Right. Like last year he got he got outplayed by Kirk Cousins, like you said earlier. Which really kind of taints his resume for the past like three years. Yeah. But he's still super talented. He's he's older now. I think he's forty one or forty or something like that. He's he's around forty. Um 
and he's still slinging the ball, still ridiculously accurate with the ball. Um, he does have a good team around him, and I think next year his stats will be really good again because he'll have uh, Michael Thomas back, but he's also going to have a much better receiver, a much better second receiver in Ted Ginn. No, Emmanuel had, Sanders. Not, sorry, excuse me. No, sorry. Ted Ginn sucks, uh, but Emmanuel much better, Sanders. A much better second receiver than Ted Ginn yes. in, in Emmanuel Sanders. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, so that's why he's at three for me. Yeah, Kubrick, he's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Uh, if you look at the advanced metrics, they support that. Um, and his advanced metrics are insane. And he, he's still very talented. Um, he's playing in, a, in an offense where last year did not have a great – they didn't have a great offense. Like, Kamara struggled with injury, oh, yeah. and he had a rough year. I know you had him in fantasy, so you, oh, know, the, you know the pain. You know you, you, you know – Latavius Murray outplayed Kamara all year. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, it was a rough year for Kamara. And then he only really had one great receiver, Michael Thomas. Like, he didn't have a good second option, really. So, he had Michael Thomas. And then um, Ben was – no, it's not. It's no, Jerry, Jerry Cook. Cook. Jerry Cook had a – Weird like, year. It, I won't say up and down. It was mainly down with a few ups. It was like it was like a roller coaster. Because well, you had him in fantasy for a little yes, bit. Yes, I had him in fantasy, so I know what it's like. And it's like it was like a a very boring roller coaster where it's like, it's like it was mm-hmm. it was like it was like mainly it was like down 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 and just staying just kind of like consistently it, it like went down and then plateaued consistently bad and then it was like oh oh we got a little bit of oh no we don't no it just he sucked last year um, so he didn't have like a, a great set of weapons around him last year and he still was one of the better quarterbacks in the entire league like he was top five in touchdowns. And he missed five games with injury. Yeah. He's still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. The last couple of years, the playoffs have been rough. Like, last year, he got outplayed by Kirk Cousins and uh, arguably Taysom Hill, which should not happen. That's unacceptable. Uh, but Drew Brees is so talented. He's been so consistent uh, in, in, in the regular season. And that talent, along with the consistency, is why I have him here. He's probably going to get passed up by Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson soon. I, I expect those guys to step up and kind of take over. Um, but the consistency, the talent, is why he's at three for me. Yeah. All right, so number two, I assume both of our number two, yeah. uh, is Russell Wilson for the Seahawks. Uh, oh, I had Taysom Hill too. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, so 2019, probably like statistically his best year to date. Uh, had 4,000, uh, a little over 4,000 passing yards, 31 passing touchdowns to five interceptions, 66% completion percentage. Rushing yards were not, like, insane. I think it was, like, 300 rushing yards and, like, two touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, he is, like, a dual-threat guy, but he's more of a passer than a runner. Like, right. He, but he can run. Uh, but he was really good last year. The Seahawks had a fairly talented offense for the first time in – like the offensive bit. line wasn't great, but he did have yeah he, he had much better receivers. Tyler Lockett, one of the most un- underrated receivers in the entire league, in my opinion. He also had DK Metcalf, who was very good as a rookie. And the, then, was then he had Chris Carson. Was the tight end forty eight? He did He did get hurt though. Yeah, but yeah, he's good. And then they had Chris Carson, who was really good in fantasy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, it's had, probably the best offensive that they've had since. When they were winning Super Bowls, yeah, with the Legion of Boom, oh, yeah. and it had like yeah. Marshawn and Doug Baldwin. Yeah, he finally had pieces around him. The offensive yeah. line was still pretty bad, and the defense was is okay. Yeah, but but Wilson is just ridiculously talented, and he's been carrying that team. Like after they finished doing all their Super Bowls, like after they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots, uh, ever since then he's really been like carrying that team. It oh, hasn't yeah. it hasn't been about the Legion of Boom. It hasn't it wasn't the Marshawn Lynch show, it was, okay, this is Russell Wilson's team. Yeah. He is in charge, and he's carrying this team. So he's been doing that for a while now. He's been putting up consistently good numbers uh, every single year, and he's just so talented. He can make any throw you want him to, uh, especially on the run. He's very good, and he's he's just good at making plays out of nothing. Yeah. So that's why he's at two for me. The only reason he's not at one is because there's, like, a generational talent that we haven't yeah. talked about yet. Yeah, number two is Russell Wilson for me. The way he ca- the way he has consistently carried the Seahawks the last couple of years has been extremely impressive. Like you'll look at their roster and be like, 
This team sucks, but they have Russell Wilson, so they're competing. They're competitive, and he's a very good playoff performer. His ability to make throws outside of the pocket is unmatched by like. There's only a few guys who can make plays like he can um, with that kind of accuracy. Like Deshaun Watson is close. Aaron Rodgers is close as well. But Russell Wilson, Mahomes obviously is close. But Russell Wilson is a different breed. He's been so consistent. I think he was runner-up in MVP voting last year. I might be wrong. I think no, he was, I think that's wrong. Because was he, I'm pretty sure, I, I swear I saw something. Russell Wilson has never received a single MVP vote. Well, didn't Lamar win it? Um, he he won it um, unanimously, did he not? Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, he hasn't received a single MVP vote. Does it just mean first place so, vote? I, I it's don't gotta know. mean it's gotta mean just first place. I vote. don't know. I guess. But I, I know the That's, stat you're talking about. Right. But I swear he's had to have gotten an MVP vote. Because was he not top like top three in MVP voting last year? He was. I swear on my life that he was. I don't know. Dude. Like, hold it up. Okay, okay. Will you I don't look, know how they. Look, I don't know look that how up they, for me so I can keep talking. Sure, but I don't know how they. Um, how they vote for MVP. I didn't know if they do like a top five or if they just like put in their MVP and hand it in. I think they do like a top ten. Or top, okay. Or like a top however many. However many is on the ballot. But yeah, Russell Wilson, his consistency, his playoff performances, just the the talent is there. Um, and the way he carries a team without much around them. Uh, last year, their offense was talented. Like Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Chris Carson, Will Disley. Uh, the offensive line wasn't good, but he had some nice pieces around him. But before that, the past couple of years before that, he's just carried some pretty awful teams. Um, and he's the main reason why they were competitive. That's why he's uh, number two on my list. But And yeah, Thomas already mentioned there's a generational, like like one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time is at number one for us. But yeah, Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Actually... Colin Cowherd thinks he's the best player in the NFL, so there's that. Calm down. Yeah. So, um, I just uh, saw a video from Colin Cowherd's show where, like, a month back, he, like, ranked the top ten players in the league, and he had Russell Wilson. When he had Mahomes four, which is insane, he had Christian McCaffrey ahead of Mahomes. Two spots ahead of Mahomes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I couldn't find anything about that. I I think... I don't know. I assume that he would have come in second last year just because he was he like was it MVP. was it was between him and Lamar. So yeah, so last he was year. an MVP candidate. Okay, yeah, That's he was I an meant. MVP candidate for yeah, sure. Yeah, like he's being talked about, and Deshaun Watson was up there too. But yeah, Russell at the end it was like Russell Wilson or Lamar. As well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so number one, obviously Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. All right, let's just let's just talk about this re- this okay. resume for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the resume for this guy is insane. Two year starter. Two year starter. Only two starter, Super Bowl champion, which Super Bowl fifty four champion, Super Bowl fifty four MVP, Pro Bowl in both years as a starter. He was first team All Pro um, in his first year as a starter. He was the two thousand eighteen MVP, which was his first year as a starter, and two thousand eighteen Offensive Player of the Year. He led the league in touchdowns in two thousand eighteen. I don't think he led the league in passing yards because Ben yeah. Roethlisberger had more passing yards than him, but. That resume is insane. Already has a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP, a league MVP, an Offensive Player of the Year, two Pro Bowls, and a first-team All-Pro in two years. Enough said. Yeah, Mahomes is insane. Uh, like obviously, he's the most talented quarterback in the league. If he's not easily, ever. If easily. Not ever. I, I think he's the most quarterback. The most ta- the most quarterback. The most quarterback. He's, I think ever. he's the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. Like I think he's more talented than Rodgers. Like he is insane. He can make throws no one else in the entire league can make. Not Russell Wilson. Not Drew Brees. Not Watson. Aaron Rodgers. Nobody. Nobody comes close in terms of talent to Mahomes. And he, even in accolades, like this, he, the way that Mahomes has performed in the playoffs the last two years, is insane. For how young he is, yeah. like, it's incredible. He was great as a rookie in the playoffs. Like, if D. Ford had moved back two yeah. inches, he would have possibly, possibly won the Super, Super Bowl. Bowls. Possibly. I'm going to say probably. Well, the Rams... The Rams beat, were not that good. No, did, they, did the Rams beat them in the regular season? Because that was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. I think they did. Oh, I don't remember. That game was insane. Because there was one... There was a corner for one of the teams that just, like... Wet in the bed. He was terrible. Marcus Peters, probably. I don't think it was Peters. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Peters. 
But yeah, uh, yeah, like if D four was an offsides in the AFC Championship game versus the Patriots, the Chiefs could have two Super Bowls by now. But yeah, Mahomes, the, the it throws was the, he it makes. It was the Rams that won. They won fifty-four okay. to fifty-one. Yeah, I I don't know who the corner was then, but the throws that Mahomes can make on the run, off platform, the arm strength, the accuracy, his IQ, his football IQ, the the development that he's shown from college to now is unprecedented. And he's just insane. The accolades back it up. He's been consistently good. I mean, he's only had two years of good production, but it's been such insanity yeah. that he's the best quarterback in the league. I don't think you can argue anybody else. Like, if you put anybody else number one, you're insane. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the National Football League. And at Colin he, And he is on, on, a, on a path to becoming the GOAT. If he, and, yeah. and let's be honest, the Chiefs would suck without him. They were all right with Alex Smith. They would suck without him. <laughs> Ooh, I don't take. think they would maybe, be that great without take. him. Maybe a they, de- they are not. They're not going to. They be, are not. They're competing. not a Super Bowl champion. They are not competing. They're competing. No, they're they not. They have enough weapons. No, they are not. They, they are not weapons. competing. They're competing. Mahomes makes that team better. He makes that team better, but I think he makes competing. that team exponentially better. They are awful defensively. And without him, that offense is nowhere near as good as it is. Like, Tyreek Hill is nowhere near as good as he is without Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Because he wasn't as good with Alex Smith because Alex Smith does not have the arm. Mahomes elevates everyone on that team. And without him, they are not Super Bowl contenders. Ah, uh, they're not they're not Super Bowl contenders, but I think they're they're still, like, competing for a spot in the playoffs. Like, if you, if, like, if you replace them with, I, I, like, obviously, like, with, with Russell Wilson, they would still be. Like contenders, right? But past that, I don't think there's a whole lot of quarterbacks that can take this team uh, to the promised land. I think maybe Deshaun could. I I, I wouldn't bet on it. I think Mahomes be is much better, than, much better than I Deshaun. Think Mahomes is definitely better than Deshaun as well. I think it's like like a gap, like big gap. And no disrespect to Deshaun, Mahomes is just insane. But like you look at their defense, it's not very good, and. I mean, the receiving core, I mean, he's got Kelsey, he's got Hill, but I think he elevates Hill. Um, and I love Hill. I think Hill's a top-five receiver. Part of that is because he has Mahomes. Because Mahomes, right. with, with Mahomes' arm strength, it just elevates Hill, and it and it just makes him into this just nightmare for defenses to cover. But, like, their offensive line is okay. It's not great. But, like, besides Hill, the receiving core isn't great. I think Mahomes... I think Mahomes Elevates those guys and makes them look better than they actually are. Because besides Hill, I mean, Sammy Watkins is, is solid. I don't think he's good. Miko Hardman is solid. is solid. I think Mahomes did make him much better than he actually yeah. is. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think there are other quarterbacks where they could still compete. I think the only other one is Russell Wilson. He's the only one where I could say, okay, I think this team is going to be super competitive and can, can contend with for a Super Bowl. I get that. Besides that... Nobody else. I would not be. I would not be. Call, I would not be because I think. I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl with the addition of Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Willie Gay. Like I that there's I unless my like if Mahomes gets hurt, yeah, they're probably not going to win the they Super Bowl. They could compete with Matt Moore. But if Mahomes, yeah, yeah, no. But if Mahomes stays healthy, I think they're winning the Super Bowl, and I they're going to be disagree. they're going to be Super Bowl contenders for years to come because of Mahomes. For sure. He just elevates everybody. He make he like he's the old he's like the ultimate the ultimate guy who can carry a team and just ele- he elevates everyone around him and makes them better. Yeah. But yeah, Mahomes is number one and that was that was easy. Like he's, yeah. he should be he should be everyone's number one. I don't know what Colin Cowherd is smoking, but yeah. Mahomes is number one. He's insane and might be the greatest quarterback of all time when it's all said and done. But yeah, that's pretty much all we got for today. I hope y'all enjoyed this, and we will see y'all next time.